What is up, everybody? Welcome to the first ever Dudes Who Bet Sports. So you want to bet sports, but you need some advice on how to cash in big at a heck of a price. Well, if you want enough money to line your shorts, then you're in the right place. This is Dudes Who Bet Sports. Dudes Who Bet Sports. It's your favorite show. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Where degenerates go. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, Associated Press is full of shit. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Dudes Who Bet Sports Show. We're going to try to not do four hours today, Papa Dude. What do you say? That is the best news I've heard all day. I don't (laughs) know about you, but I was exhausted after that the other night. It was great fun. Yeah, if you you missed it. uh, And uh, by the way, biggest ratings we've ever had for a show. That was good. Uh, But if you missed it, we did uh, four hours live during the national championship on Monday. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. But at the end of the day, I was like, man, I need to go to bed after this one. That was was tiring for sure. But uh, we're back with a normal show. We had a lot to talk about. Uh, Kind of break down what we're going to do. We're going to do something a little special today. Uh, bet definitely the NFL playoffs. That's that's going to be the big one. We'll start off with that here in just a second. We're also going to do a little horse racing, believe it or not. We're going to cover Oakland Park. We both uh, follow that track extensively. We thought we'll just throw a little horse racing as a little bonus for everybody today. And then uh, for our story time at the end, we're going to do um, Tales from the Track. We're going to talk about um, – <laughs> One story, and we're going to do this a few times, I think, throughout the year. We're going to talk about one crazy story from the track. So uh, some of the weirdest things, some of the funnest things have ever happened to me have happened at the racetrack. So we're going to do that as well. So we got a big show lined up. Let's go ahead and get it going right now, and let's talk about the NFL playoffs. So if you're here for the sports, that's what we'll cover first. Uh, And uh, we kick off with, I think, the hardest game of the weekend, and that's going to be Saturday's game uh, between the Raiders and the Bengals. Bengals are a five-point favorite. It's been a long, long time since they've won a playoff game. Is Saturday the day for the Bengals, Papa Dude? I think so. Uh, But I tell you, you can't underestimate the Raiders. Um, They're a feisty bunch. And, uh, you know, they've won the last three and they had to win every one of them. They did it. And they got a lot of help from the chargers and their stupidity the other night, but still they did win. So they're coming in there and the way I look at it, if I was coaching the Raiders, I'd go in there and just say, Hey, we got nothing to lose guys. No one's expects us to win. No one expected us to be here. I think they can play pretty loose and free if they want to. And you got a Bengals team. That's gotta be feeling a little bit of pressure, I would think. And also, if you look there at their home record, they're only five and four in Cincinnati, which is kind of uh, strange. But we're kind of seeing this as kind of a trend with a few teams uh, around the league. Uh, the Raiders have players. You know, Derek Carr has had a fantastic season. The running back is running the ball much better now than they did earlier in the year, and I think that's one of the reasons they've come on. I think his name's Jacobs. Yeah, Josh Jacobs, I believe. And they got a big time receiver in Hunter Renfro. So they've got a chance in this game. I, I, I if the Bengals play like they're capable, I think they'll win. Uh, a lot of question marks on their health. You know, I, I, again, I don't know that this is a big deal, but Burrow did not practice Wednesday. Again, 
I don't know how much those quarterbacks actually practice as far as doing anything physical uh, this time of the year. So it's going to be an interesting game. You're right. It is a toughie to pick. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, I kind of think the Raiders plus five is the play. I agree with you. They're kind of a scrappy bunch. I don't think they're great, but I, I don't think they'll go down without a fight. And I think the biggest thing about it, it's kind of Raiders chargers round two here with Raiders Cincinnati. It's just these two teams. They're not, you can't really rely on them. Cincinnati hasn't been able to get out of their own way at times. Uh, you know, the COVID situation that happened with them last week. I know they, it, they didn't really care. You know, they, they rested some guys, but it's still to lose to the Browns and now coming into the playoffs. It's not a great situation for Cincinnati. So I, I'm going to take the Raiders plus the five. I, I could see this being very similar to last week. And how much I'll, – I'll put Magic's comment up on the screen now. Uh, since he historically struggled in primetime with Dalton, which franchise has a better locker room? What do you what do you think? Like, is that going to matter? Like, is that going to be a situation where Cincinnati, the ghosts of their past, kind of kind of come into play? Also, you know, a new quarterback as far as making the playoffs in Joe Burrow. Well, that's a very, very good question. And that's the mystery that we don't know. You know, uh, they've got to be feeling some pressure, I think. I really do. Uh, you know, historically, you would say the Raiders have the worst locker room because they've been kind of dysfunctional the yeah. last few years. But this team seems to be playing at a high level together. You know, they seem to be on the same page. I would give the edge to the Raiders in that. Uh, I'm The Bengals coach can do some stupid things, too. Yep. Yeah, he makes some strange decisions. And yet, yeah, I know, Curtis, you only ask good questions. That's true. But <laughs> I think I'd give the edge to the Raiders in that. And I think that's kind of what, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not ready to say the Raiders are going to win. But I think they're coming in this, into this game on a good note. I really do. I yeah. like the way they're playing coming into this. I agree. I agree. I, I think they're playing awfully well. And I mean, just look at the what they've done the last three or four weeks is really, really good. Russ joins us and says he doesn't he's not sure about the Raiders on a short week. Think Burrow gets enough big plays. Yeah, I don't think either team's really going to stop each other. I, I think that's the big one. The Raiders team total. And I know I think we both took this. Yeah. It's like the main bet is only 20 and a half. Right. I think they could get above 20 and a half and still not cover the spread. Uh, I think that's a really, really good strategy there as well. Yeah. The Bengals are only 27 and a half. I could see them getting getting over there as well, couldn't you? Well, I think I picked them slightly under it. I don't know why, but I think I did. Um, yes, the Raiders at 20 and a half. I thought that was low. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really low. That would be my main bet. I think the best bet I could come out of this, because that line is shaky. You know, if they turn it over and do some silly things, Cincinnati could cover that. Uh, but anyway, I, I would probably lean towards taking the Raiders plus five also. Yeah, I, I think they're going to have uh, going to have a have a lot to say in Cincinnati. I just I like the way they're coming into. And you're right. They seem a lot more together. And mm -hmm. I think all the shit that's happened to yep. them throughout this year has kind of brought them a little bit closer. So this group, I think, will be tough. Um, you know, and I, I think they, they catch a great matchup with Cincinnati. Uh, but Cincinnati did dispose of them pretty easily in the regular season. We'll see they what do. happens. Isaac thinks the game's going in overtime. I know no, many are surprised by that. All right.
Let's go to the night game on Saturday. It's round three between the New England Patriots and the Buffalo Bills. The Bills certainly come into this uh, a lot stronger than the Patriots as far as recently. Patriots kind of stumbled into the playoffs after having a big middle half of the season. Buffalo looks pretty good. Uh, they're a four-point favorite here at home. I, I went back and forth on this one. What do you think about, about the, well, uh, this one? You know, I'm a Patriots fan, but I don't like the way it's trending for them. You don't like it anytime you go into the playoffs and you've lost three out of four games. It's not a, it's just not a good thing. I'd felt a lot better for, oh, for them if they had won at Miami on Sunday. Uh, I don't like the way that went either. You know, I, I don't know how hard they tried in that game, but I think they played their players and they got beat, knocked around pretty good. And Miami scored, I believe, 33 points on, on them. Yep. Miami's terrible offensively. So uh, the the other thing I don't like about this game for the Raiders is the Bills went into New England I think three weeks ago now and just thrashed them, really. And they had no answer for Josh Allen. Uh, they never even punted. The Bills never punted yeah. that whole day. So I don't like that at all. Everything's trending toward the Bills. They've won four in a row. Now, some of that competition's not been very good but they've slaughtered them. And as you like to say, a good racehorse beats, you know, if, they, if he slaughters poor competition, he still slaughters them. And, and that's what they've done. They haven't been close games. So I'm going to take the Bills to cover this. I don't have a lot of confidence in the in in my team for this one. I, you know, I hate to do it, but I'm going to take the Bills as well. And I, I know that, gosh, not that long ago, I thought the Patriots might have an outside shot to win this thing. I, I really liked how they were trending. Like I said, they, they've kind of blown it here. The big one to me is I can't – I watched every snap of the Bills-Patriots round two, and I just can't get out of my head. They they had no answer for Josh Allen. And, you know, they just couldn't – they couldn't throw the ball the first time they played. The wind was so bad. The weather was so bad. And it became a running game and a defensive type of game, and that favored the Patriots. Well – in the rematch, it favored Josh Allen and the Bills. So I'm going to take the Bills as well. Um, yeah, and Russ uh, chimes in. He doesn't have a lot of confidence either. Uh, he's going to pick the Bills because he wants them to win. So I feel yeah. a lot of people still not Patriot fans. No, but I'm looking up here at the temperature at game time, mm -hmm. four degrees. Now, now tell me this. Why in the world would the NFL – play a night game at Buffalo yeah. in January. Now, I know Cincinnati's not a whole lot better. Yeah. Their temperature is 27. What? I mean, again, it's because they're playing the Patriots and it's ratings and all of that, but it's not very smart. No, and yeah, he chimes in as well. Uh, Sylvan chimes in as well and says Sunday minus one in Buffalo. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll is. see. Maybe it will be awfully tough here yeah. to, to throw throw the ball. But this game's Saturday, so. Well, yeah, I think that's probably what he meant. It was Saturday. Minus one uh, day of the game, so. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a balmy day in Buffalo, I guess. Now, yeah. If the wind isn't blowing, and if it's not snowing, then <laughs> that temperature probably won't matter. Yeah. yeah in in New, England, the, New England, it's not going to be bothered by that temperature, I don't think, too much either. Well, I again, I think New England would rather it snow, sleet, hail. Yes. Uh, you, you know, 80 to 80 mile an hour winds, they don't want to throw it at all. So, uh, yeah, and he reminds you, centigrade, Papa. Dude. Thank so. you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll, we'll move on to the Sunday games. Your Philadelphia Eagles, I call them your, your, your Jalen Hurts, biggest supporter. 
uh, go on the road this, uh, you know, this Sunday to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay, eight and a half point favorite in this game. I thought it was a little low. I kind of don't think this will be much of a game. I'm on Tampa's side. How about you? Where are you going here? I'm I'm with you. I thought it'd be 10, 11, yeah. even 12. I think that's a lot of respect for uh, the Eagles. Uh, I summed up the article kind of everything in me says they're going to cover this. But for some reason, I, I'm not real confident in it. And I really should be. Yeah. I mean, they have more talent. They have more experience. And they have Tom Brady. And the Eagles don't have any of any. I mean, they they obviously have talent. Yeah, I think that line maybe. I don't really know unless they think the Eagles can run the ball on Tampa. But when you look at Tampa's defense, the strength of their defense is their rushing uh, defense. Mm-hmm. And they're only giving up like eighty yards a game rushing. And if the Eagles can't run the ball, because they're averaging one hundred and sixty a game which probably leads the NFL, I would think, in rushing. Yep. They can't run it. I don't think they have a chance in this game. So I'm with you. I think they covered this. Uh, if Brady wasn't the quarterback, well, first of all, they probably wouldn't be in this situation. <laughs> I wouldn't take them. But I think uh, I think they're going to get it done. Now, sometimes these first-round games, though, surprise you. Yeah, and there's no doubt. And I think the Eagles are kind of a – like the Raiders in a way, a scrappy bunch, a bunch that's kind of been told, hey, we're not very good. And, you know, I think they kind of rallied around that all year. The difference here between the Raiders and uh, the Eagles, the Eagles have to match up against Tom Brady <laughs> and, and a Patriots, or excuse me, a, that's his habit, but a Buccaneers team that yep. won the Super Bowl last year where, yeah. you know, the Raiders get to match up against Cincinnati who hadn't won a playoff game in forever. So, uh, it makes sense, you know, that the Eagles will fight here, but I just think Tampa is a little bit better. And notice, let me scroll back real quick. Notice we went against the first-time playoff quarterbacks in all three games so far. Yes, we have. So that's that's interesting to think. Uh, and I I didn't do that on purpose, but I, I, as I was thinking about it, I thought, oh, yeah, we've done that. Um, so, yeah, Tampa minus eight and a half. And see, Russ says I think Tampa outclasses his team in every way. Why do you think? Yeah, I mean, you look at okay, who's who, who who's going to run the ball best? Who's going to throw the ball best? Who can stop the other team? What coach do you think is better? Yeah. It all seems to lean towards Tampa. So minus eight and a half. I, I, you know, again, it's it is a playoff game. I understand, but still, I think that's that's not enough. And so I'm going to take Tampa uh, minus that eight and a half there. All right, I think this is one of the more, if not the most, competitive game of the weekend: the 49ers and the Cowboys. Uh, you talk about teams have struggled in, in, in recent years and even past that. That's Dallas in the playoffs. You know, they just haven't been able to get the job done. They're three-point favorites at home against the 49ers. Where are you leaning in this one? Well, this is a gutty, gritty San Francisco team. And they proved it last week. They had to win against a very good Rams team that was highly motivated to win also. And they came from behind and then beat them in overtime. And I was extremely impressed with them. They started the season three and five. I remember when they were three and five, I, I said it's over for them. Yep. See, any way they could get back in the playoffs and what did they do? They won seven out of their last nine, and here they are. So you have to look at them uh, seriously. They have players. Uh, I'm one of the few that I think uh, 
Garoppolo gets kind of a bad rap. I don't think he's that bad. I don't think he's elite. Mm-hmm. He's definitely not as good as the guy on the other team. But he gets the job done uh, in clutch situations like he did against the Rams. The Cowboys, there is no comparison in talent. Their offensive talent is just off the charts. But will they choke? Now, I I really believe this. I think this is the best Dallas team uh, in the last 10 years, probably. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those Tony Romo teams weren't that good. They really weren't. This team is good. And they're set up, and they got enough talent to go all the way. They really do. But this is a tough draw. Uh, I know you took the Niners. Yep. And I and I and I kind of toss it around. I'm just gonna go with Dallas because I think they have more talent. And I don't think it'll surprise you if Dallas covers that three points, will it? No, uh it, it won't. I think this is gonna be a close game. I, I looked at it as what you kind of broke down last week against the Rams. This team came there, they needed to get a win, and they got it and they, they had to come from behind. They had to make a great drive. I mean, that shows so much guts. And I just think to myself, if they can do that against Los Angeles in a must win situation, I think they can do it against Dallas and at least keep it close. Maybe it comes down to a field goal and they lose this time. The other part of it, and it's what Sylvian said, I can't trust Dallas. I just no, can't do I mean, it. And the 49ers have recent playoff uh, success. A lot of people forget this team was in the Super Bowl and they were dominating the Chiefs mm-hmm. just, just two years ago and they blew the game. They did. Uh, you know, Mahomes got going and, and they just kind of they, they blew it. But they had a great shot to win the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. I think they're a tough team. I don't think going on the road will, will bother this team at all. Look I think 49ers uh, getting the points. I'll take them. Look at their road record. They're six and three. Yep. On the road. And another thing, Dallas is not that good a home team. Yep. You would think they would be, but they're five and three. I believe that says it's either five yep. or six. Yep. That's not very good for a team that's talented. They should dominate you at home. The other key stat, the 49, to beat Dallas, you've got to get after Prescott. You've got to get in his face and knock him around. If you'll recall, and I know he was short receivers, the night they played the Chiefs, the Chiefs beat the hell out of him. Yep. And they and if you knock him around and you get in his face, you throw him off his game, which you do most quarterbacks, if you can do that. They've got the best sack man in the league, the 49ers do. Yep. They have 48 sacks. So be looking for that. If they can get in his face, and it seems like if you can if you can keep that game close, Dallas chokes. That's so I'm agreeing with all you guys here that are saying, you know, talent doesn't always win. I totally agree with you. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like sometimes you have to go with a team that has a lot more talent than the other team. And that's, that's where I'm leaning with it. I thought you made a great point. If the game stays close, Dallas is in big, big trouble. Yeah. You know, I, I think, I think if, if Dallas, you know, if they get out ahead and they, they're up 14, you know, I think all, all of a sudden, uh-oh, this is going to be big-time trouble for the 49ers. They're not the type of team that's going to make a furious comeback. Yes, I know they did it last week, but that's really not their MO. That's not how they want to play. Mm-mm. I just feel like if this is tight, 
the 49ers are going to win. Scott Pro chimes in and says 49ers by seven. I mean, I I, I, I can't say I dislike it. And really, I'm taking a plus of three. But if you want to play a money line, I mean, it's right there. It's just three points. Uh, I wouldn't blame anybody for doing it. I think it's going to be a great game. I think this is the best one of the weekend. So as far as being competitive. Yeah. Uh, you I know, really- another thing, does anyone besides me, I, 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 I know – in Dallas, uh, the Cowboys are the the team, and I and they kind of live in a fishbowl, and there's tremendous pressure mm-hmm. on them. Mm-hmm. It's all anybody takes a, talks about in Dallas during football season are the Cowboys, and really when they're in football football season, a lot of other things to do in Dallas, but this is the the team. Does that put extra pressure on them to win, especially when they're the favorite? Yeah. You know, I think you go in an underdog situation, there's not the, that expectation level. But, yeah, I mean, absolutely does. And you get a team, again, you get a 49ers team, the expectation level probably, I mean, they think they can win, but it's not way high. You know, it's not like we have Super Bowl thoughts right now. We're coming in here of, wow, we got in in the last week. Man, that was that was great that we did that. Hey, hopefully we get a bonus here and beat Dallas. Yeah. You're right. It all favors, the intangibles all favor the 49ers. They do. There's no way around that. So, um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I think that's going to be a hell of a game. I and I again, I think the best point uh, you made was if that game's tight, uh oh, <laughs> 49ers may be able to, to, to pull the upset there. Okay, one team I don't think is going to be able to pull the upset that's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, they go to Kansas City, they're a 12 and a half point underdog. If you remember, just a couple of weeks ago, they went to Kansas City, and that was a joke of a game. Kansas City absolutely just dominated them on both sides of the ball. Are we going to see a repeat this week from Kansas City? Oh, I think so. I, I haven't even – I didn't even give this game a thought. Yeah. Really. And, again, it's because I watched the first one. Mm-hmm. Didn't really do that. But I really think the Steelers got the worst draw they possibly could get. If they went into Cincinnati, you wouldn't be bearing them like we are in this one. You know, yeah. match up with them. They could play New England fairly close. They could probably play with the Bills more than they can the Chiefs. Anybody in that AFC but the Chiefs. The Chiefs just have too much offense for them, and the Steelers can't score enough to keep up with them. So I think, uh, you know, the only question is, will they cover 12 and a half? You know, that's the only question. And I hardly ever take a 12 and a half. But if I ever was going to, I would this one. I I have to take Kansas City. I'm 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 with you. Please no more Pittsburgh. I'm they're they are maybe one of the worst teams to ever make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've watched this team play a lot because I'm a Browns fan and I watch that division a lot. My goodness, they, every week it's like oh they're they're horrible, you know. Really and they win. They find ways to win. Somehow you you got to give them credit. You got to give them credit for that. Oh, yeah. I give them credit, and I. To, for this team to be in the playoffs, it's a it's a credit to everybody in the locker room. Yeah, uh, it's the a credit, credit to the head coach. I mean, but the organization. And you You're said the, it; they yeah. can't score, and there's no. too much offense for Kansas City. Yeah, and the thing is, this is a classic example of an organization that's winning these games, and yeah. by that I mean, you take any other team with that talent they'd have three or four wins. You'd have the New York Giants. You'd have the Chicago Bears. 
this franchise knows how to win. Yep. And they win games they shouldn't because of who they are. Yep. This is a very bad Pittsburgh team. But at the same time, you got to tip your hat to them for getting in there. Yep. And Isaac made a question. How in the world did the Chiefs end up in this situation? Yeah. Easy, Isaac. The Chiefs and the Titans finished 12 and 5. They have the same record. Yep. And the Titans beat the Chiefs in the regular season. Therefore, the Titans are one and the Chiefs are two. Yep. And that's the way it is. That's and, all all it comes down to. The, the Chiefs yeah. messed around and lost five games. I mean, that's the the other answer somehow. But look, I hopefully this game is somewhat competitive so we can at least have something to watch Sunday night. But I have a feeling the remote's going to get turned by about half, unless you're a Kansas City fan in this one. It, it doesn't. It doesn't bode yeah. well for, for the for the Steelers. Is Hill going to play? Do we know? Yeah, it sounds like so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would expect him to play, and then if they get ahead, kind of you know, obviously take him out. But uh, yeah, we'll see. All right, final game Monday night. Uh, so yes, we do have a Monday night football game. It's the Cardinals and the Rams. Uh, perhaps save. You know, I, I called the uh, 49ers-Cowboys game very competitive. I think this one will be too. Perhaps the best one saves for last year. Cardinals are a four-point underdog on the road against the Rams. These two teams met twice in the regular season. They split. Uh, oddly enough, both teams that, that were road teams won the game. So uh, Cardinals getting four points here. What do you think about this one? Well, I have not broke this down. So I'll be totally honest. Mm -hmm. I save this because it's Monday and I, I don't usually don't do the Monday night game until a little bit later. Yep. So I'll just go with my gut a little bit on this and tell you I have no freaking idea <laughs> in this game. And even after I analyze it, I don't think I will either. So many things. Uh, look at the first one that's, that has been so odd all year. Arizona can't win at home. Mm -hmm. And they're eight and one on the road. Yep. And they've played at some tough places. You know, they didn't go to and play at Jacksonville and Houston and well, they might have, but they played at really good places too. How can a team this good be three and five on their home field? That is the mystery to me. Yeah, I know. I I I I this team has been it's been weird. Like, I can't really call them frustrating. They've outdone the expectations to start the season, right? Yeah. I mean, they're 11 and 6, but wow, did they blow this division in they a different way. And how much, is, you know, how much is that going to affect you? Because you go to Dallas the week before, and you play the best game you've played in a long time. Yeah. And you win. And then you've got Seattle coming in. And all you got to do is beat a five and 11 team, five and 10, whatever they were, five and 11, I think, a team with no offense, and you give up 38 points. You score mm -hmm. 30 against a team with no offense, and you lose on yeah. your home field. That's got to affect them psychologically. Yeah. The Rams aren't great at home either. No. And I don't know whether anyone else noticed it, but the 49ers had tons more fans than the Rams did. Yep. Well, that ain't going to be the case with the Cardinals because they don't have any fans. And a lot of times when people go play the Cardinals, they have more fans than the Cardinals do. Yep. So I don't know. Again, I think the Rams are better overall. Four points. I don't know. This I could see the Cardinals winning this game, couldn't you? 
Yeah, I, I'm going to take the Cardinals plus the four. I, I, I don't know if they'll end up winning this game or not, but I think they'll keep it close enough to cover. I like the four. If it was three, you know, you obviously you get a little bit more worried. You might push there, but I like the four with the Cardinals. I took them. I could see him winning uh, for sure. Uh, and, and Scott Pro says no DeAndre Hopkins. So take the Rams. Uh, bet the over, whatever it is. The uh, over-under is 49 and a half. I think the over is a very good bet. I agree with Martin on that one. Oh, that's a that's a Steelers comment saying Steelers just happy to be there from Curtis. And then this is the interesting one, and it'll be talked about a lot. We've got Kyler Murray, who's making his playoff debut. We've got Matt Stafford, who's 0-3 in the playoffs, four touchdowns, three interceptions. What do you think about Stafford coming into this game? Well, I think that's like, that's a very good point. That's mm-hmm. going to be talked about a lot. He has to be feeling some pressure uh, going into this game. Um, it's the best team he's ever been on. So that's a little bit of a difference. But still, it's a tough draw. These are division opponents. They know each other very very well so there's no secrets yeah this is a big stat and you know if he loses this game he's really going to hear it so it's got to be added pressure on him uh i think his defense their defense is going to have to play a little bit better Mm -hmm. i did not think they played that well against the niners and i think there's games where they haven't played that well so they're going to have to step it up uh the thing uh the Comment that Scott made about uh, Hopkins being out. Yep. I don't think it's any coincidence that the Cardinals have not played well since he got hurt. Yep. Murray doesn't have very many weapons around him. Nope. I think you're right about that. I think that's that's the big key to this. And, uh, you know, obviously the Rams have plenty of weapons with uh, Cooper Cup uh, having that unbelievable season. So, uh, yeah, I mean, still, I'm going to take the Cardinals plus the points. I, I, I just am. So here's the, the question, uh, Magic Pose. Is Stafford really a star quarterback, or did he just look like that because of the turds he played with for a decade? <laughs> well, i tell you another thing I would do if I was the Rams. I would tell uh, Beckham that the game is uh, Tuesday night. <laughs> and maybe that asshole won't show up. <laughs> And maybe then you'll get a rare, uh, you know, somebody else in there that can actually catch the damn ball when you have to go. That's what I would do. That wouldn't be a bad idea. I'm not a big fan. No, I cannot stand him. (laughs) I like this. Oh, by the way, I don't know whether you heard this or not. Uh, It kind of got glossed over in that game the other day. I think what it was, uh, wasn't it Buck and uh, Aikman that were doing that game? Yeah. Okay. When he went up there in that overtime to try to catch that ball one-handed, yep, didn't catch it. Did you hear what Aikman said? No. Oh man, it's just too bad he didn't catch that. So he'd have another highlight reel, and that he didn't. He meant that sarcastically, and I thought that was really cool. <laughs> that's right. That that was the, I do kind of remember that now. I couldn't remember exactly what he said, but that's the play where him and Cup ran the exact same route, and Cup uh-huh. was open, and he reached up and tried to grab it because yeah, they ran like I said they ran the same route. So yeah. So anyway, yeah, uh, that's interesting. It's good question here. Who is more able to choke, or who's capable yeah. of choking, Dallas or Stafford? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> Here's the deal: this is the first time Stafford has made the playoffs with a team that actually should be competitive. Absolutely. So let's pause about Stafford until we see him. He was with the freaking Detroit Lions. Okay, right. so if he sucks in this game, then we can pile on him, but. Mm-hmm. 
I, I think he deserves a pass until we see him uh, in, in this year's playoffs. So, well, and another thing, when you see his stats this year, <laughs> there's hardly anybody's got better stats than he does. Yeah. He has played very well on a good team. Well, but the thing is, he's always kind of put up the stats. That's yes, never yes. really been in question. So, uh, I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I think this game is is definitely an interesting one. I, I don't think you can really rely on either teams. I guess the, the last point I was going to make, say the Rams win and everybody, there's no upsets, and the Rams play the Packers next week. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, that's a big rematch. But I was thinking to myself, you know, you, you said it, the Cardinals, they're not going to have any fans there. But Playing in Los Angeles, not I know the game will be in Green Bay next week if that's what it is, but playing in Los Angeles for the Packers or for the excuse me for the Rams and for the Chargers, they're never going to have home advantage throughout the playoffs because when the big teams come in, they're always going to outnumber the you know, I don't know why teams want to play in LA, I guess is my point. Mm -hmm. No, I don't either. Uh, because of media, I guess, and then television and all that, but. Yeah, I mean they've never drawn well, never. No, over the years, and the NFL wants a team in Los Angeles because of the television market, obviously. But I don't know why you'd want two, and I have no idea why the Chargers went up there. It's got to be money. I mean, it has to be the reason. But yeah, they were better off where they were. I don't know. I just kind of scratch my head. Like, man, they'll they'll never they're never going to be in a situation where they have home advantage in a playoff game. And that's that's just I don't know, just weird to me. Anyway, that's a different story for another time. All right, that is it for the NFL preview. Like I said, we got six games uh, coming up. They're all going to be pretty darn good, other than maybe that Pittsburgh Kansas City game. So. Uh, you never know, though. Sometimes uh, that's when the drama could really could really happen. All right. Before we go to the racing side of it, like I said, we're going to do a little bonus Oakland handicapping today. Uh, you wanted to throw in a little college or NBA basketball talk here. Uh, you had a couple games Saturday you're kind of looking forward to. Uh, let us know what games you're looking forward to Saturday. Well, first of all, I'm trying to figure out how in the world I can get an NBA game right. <laughs> this is bugging me. I mean, it is bugging me. I am in a slump, and I'm just as hot on the college. Yeah. So I think all of my luck is on the college side of it now, and I can't get any luck on the NBA side. But I am really struggling. Uh, College last night, just to give you an example, I had TCU at K-State, and I wouldn't have watched the game if I didn't have have a bet on it. Mm Mm-hmm. And K-State's scrappy as usual, not real good. TCU was 11 and 1, I believe, 11 and 2, something like that. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, they uh, were underdogs, four point underdogs. Yep. So I thought, I'm taking TCU. I just kind of like, you know. So, watch the game, horrible game, absolutely boring, <laughs> just pathetic, just, oh my God, turning it over. Couldn't yeah. make a free throw. Couldn't make a shot. Long story short, 57-51, K-State's got the lead with like 57 seconds left. I'm throwing shit at the TV and everything else. <laughs> and TCU scores nine points in the last 57 seconds and wins the game. <laughs> That's the luck I'm having on the on the uh, uh, college side that yeah. I'm not having in the NBA. But the NBA is pretty hard to pick. So last night I went with uh, what I thought was a sure thing. I went with LeBron. And the Lakers, who have been playing a little better, and they were in Sacramento. 
Now, come on. These are games the Lakers win, mm -hmm. right? Well, it was a late game. It's halftime. They're up 67-61. I said, okay, they got this, baby. You know, because they'll win it. At the, you know, LeBron will come through. Yeah. At the end. They'll win by three. What do they do? I wake up this morning. They lose by eight. <laughs> That's where I'm at with it. But uh, this weekend, you know, I kind of circled some games. Uh, the other day, uh, I forgot to mention, you asked me some really good teams. Um, the SEC, I kind of left them out. You know, mm -hmm. we don't think of the SEC as being much in basketball, but, man, it's loaded this year. And I watched Auburn the other night. One of the best teams I've seen in a long time, talent-wise. Oh, my God, they are so talented. Kind of out of control, but they are tough. Uh, big game this week in the SEC on Saturday, number 22, Tennessee, which is pretty good. Mm -hmm. It's at number 18, Kentucky. So that'll be a good one uh, this weekend. Another good one, West Virginia in the Big 12 comes to Kansas. And that's always a dogfight. And then uh, – and the Big 12's loaded, just loaded. I mean, every, every yeah. team pretty good. Uh, by the way, Baylor got – beat this week uh texas tech took them down um number 21 texas goes to iowa state iowa state has lost three games all three in the big 12 hmm. they're very very good yeah uh and so there's just a scattering of teams the big 10 is awfully strong also with ohio state and michigan state and wisconsin and purdue uh the league that's down is the ACC. They're a little bit down compared to what they are. But anyway, those are some games this weekend, uh, and I'm watching a lot of them. There's some pretty good ones tonight, too. Not, not a lot. Of, oh, Ohio State tonight goes to Wisconsin. Big game. Yeah, big one. So, yep. anyway, it's starting to, to rev up. Oh, another big one, uh, Gonzaga, which is number two. Uh, BYU comes in there. Mm -hmm. BYU is 14-3. and three. And they play at Gonzaga. Um, they play Gonzaga pretty tough. And Gonzaga's a 15-point favorite. I think that line's a little – I have not seen enough of either one of them to, to – uh, I just don't know about BYU. I don't – you know, I don't know who they played. So, anyway, that's – basketball is heating up. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. I've been watching a little bit of it to get get a feel for it here lately uh, with the college. And yeah, there's there's some good good teams out there for sure. I, I really liked Auburn as well the other night. They yeah. they kind of disposed of Alabama. Now Martin has great advice. He said, "If you're in a slump, bet the opposite of what you like." <laughs> I am about to that point, <laughs> Martin. Well, now, a few weeks ago when we were doing football and Aaron was a slump. He went with logic. <laughs> and that's what I did tonight in the, in the NBA. I went with logic. Okay. The Thunder go into Brooklyn to play the Nets. They're only seven point favorites. I can't pass that line up. Yeah. They should cover that. Yeah. They just thumped the Bulls last night in Chicago by 26. And the Thunder blew a game two nights ago in Washington. So logic would tell you that Brooklyn should win. Yep. But who the well, hell? 
<laughs> we'll find out. We'll find out. The one I can't remember. <laughs> oh, the Grizzlies. Yeah, yeah. Who have won ten in a row? Watched them the other night against Golden State. Man, they got some players. Yeah, and Grizzlies they, are really good. And they beat Golden State. They play Minnesota tonight in Memphis. Minnesota's average only four points on the spread. Well, you got to go with logic, don't you? So yep. I took the, the Grizzlies, I'm afraid they may have a letdown, though. So uh, Martin has, as, as Memphis broke uh, their win streak, are they still on a winning streak? Yeah, they've won 10 in a row. Yeah. And probably will break it tonight since I picked. Yeah, I was going to say, Martin, Martin, you're, you're getting your bets in for tonight. He's telling you what to do. Yeah, yeah. So anyway. <laughs> yeah. That's Just, that. Yeah, and we'll have more and more. Well, we have a lot of it already, but we'll have more and more as football season winds down and we'll transition into basketball. And then you're going to have a little bit of hockey as well. Great on hockey. Yeah, hockey. Yeah, pretty, pretty, doing pretty well. This week's been a little slow. Last couple of weeks were really good. Uh, Yeah, the uh, uh, Nashville Bruins game Saturday night will be a good one. Make sure to check that one out. The Leafs and the Blues also on Saturday. And uh, also on Saturday, the Penguins and the Sharks. Those are three games to yeah. really look for uh, this weekend. Uh, yeah, something says Blues tonight. I think yes. that's tomorrow. They play tomorrow. No, they play tonight. They play tonight. It's, um, the Blues, it's a Blues B team. I still think they beat Seattle tonight. Um, God, I don't know, though. Like I said, he, the COVID situation makes that game pretty hard. Uh, I still think they win, though. I, I think, think they, they do, win. too. Uh, they've still got some players. O'Reilly, uh, uh, help me out here. Uh, Sunquist, yeah. Barbashev, uh, Cairo, uh, what's uh, Rob uh, Thomas. Mm-hmm. The back line's okay. Fox playing, Krug's playing. And Krug, he's not one of them, is he? No, he's playing, yeah. The the Gunners that are out are Tarasenko, Pareko, Perron, right. uh, and Shin. Yeah, they'll have to play a more of a defensive style of game tonight, but I, I think they'll get it done. I do. I uh, my kind of upset pick tonight. I think uh, New Jersey. You can get them at plus one eighty, taking on the Islanders. I think New Jersey beats the Islanders tonight. So Islanders, that one, they haven't played since Christmas, have they? Yeah. Right, and uh, Montreal. I think Montreal will upset Chicago tonight at, at Chicago, and Montreal's plus one forty five. You can get the bet right now. So. Couple games tonight. If anybody's interested, I, I think we see a couple upsets there. Uh, but yeah, I did pick the Blues. Isn't that amazing what's happened to Montreal? Yeah, I know. I know it is. It is. But it, it just that seems to happen to them. You know, they seem to be rolling along, and then they they go they they fall off again. So we'll see. I think they I think they rebound tonight. So all right, let's get into Oakland. What do you all say? Right. You know, we we kind of talked about it. And I said, that's eh, a sports show. We'll do all the sports first. And, you know, and if people are just tuning in for sports, well, then they can just turn us off if they won't, don't want to hear our <laughs> Oakland picks. But I have a feeling a lot of people uh, are, are interested in our Oakland picks as well. So we're going to do it. We're going to do the last four races Saturday's card at Oakland. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, you and I definitely, uh, you know, you've been going to Oakland Gosh, it's almost been 20 years now, 15 for me. Uh, it's where we learned about horse racing, where we quote unquote cut our teeth, uh, horse racing. Without Oakland, there wouldn't be a show here. There wouldn't be a website. I can promise you both of those things. So uh, you are looking at two guys that follow it day in and day out and have for many, many years. So 
That's why we said, oh, let's just jump in and do this. We won't spend a ton of time on it. We thought it'd be a lot of fun. We've been texting back and forth about it, uh, of course, every day. So let's say, hey, let's just throw it on the show here. Uh, kind of as college football is wound down, we'll, we'll have a little Oakland segment. So let's start off. Like I said, Saturday, race six at Oakland Park. We got claimers of $30,000 going six furlongs, uh, three-year-olds and upward here that have never won two races. Full field of 12. Got it up on the screen now. Papa Dude, who we like here? Well, here's the deal. Uh, with horse racing, logic doesn't win. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going, right. to, I'm going to have to rely on you a lot, Aaron. I have to admit, uh, Oakland has been in my rearview mirror uh, so far. I'm starting to get interested in it because this is actually the time of the year they usually start. Yeah. Uh, and they started six weeks earlier than usual this year. And that was right in the middle of football. And it just didn't seem like it was horse racing time yet. So I, every time I thought about it, uh, I, it, it was already over with for the day. And now I'm, I'm I watched it last weekend, so I'm kind of getting into it again. Uh, why don't you go first? <laughs> well, just to, just for people to know, this is the first year ever Oakland started on uh, in December, and so this is usually opening weekend of Oakland Park. Martin Luther King weekend is usually when they open, and so I think that's why I've seen it on the website. I've seen it from my friends that usually text me all the time about Oakland been quiet you know you as well sure. i think people now are like oh it's oakland season we've it been is. just trained over the last 100 years that this is yeah, oakland I mean, season. yeah you don't think about horses running in december right in arkansas no and, uh, but now's the time it always starts yep well i'm starting to get get the uh fever for it uh so i'm gonna have to kind of go along with you but as we go through this folks this is i i, I think we're going to kind of do what we do when we're actually at the track uh and i always talk aaron out of stuff and he goes along with it and we end up losing because of me <laughs> yeah. which i'm not going to do that anymore <laughs> <laughs> anyway go, go ahead I mean, this race, for pick fours Right, absolutely. And the reason why he talks us out of it is because he's cheap as I'm hell. Cheap. I am. That's he right. wants to hit a pick four, and he wants to hit it for $500, and he wants to do it with a $4 wager. Absolutely. That's kind of my dream. And uh, so that's true. Uh, absolutely true. I will right, say, so before we get started on this one, this sixth race, this is toughy, I think. Well, I think you can go short here. Uh I like the number five out of sight on top. I think that's the horse uh, that, that they're all going to have to beat. Now, the deal is this horse is coming off a long layoff. That's, that's, that's what I wanted you to explain to me. Well, it's a long layoff, a big time question mark, but the class is ridiculous. Uh, the, in taking a I'm big drop down team. in class for Brad Cox, Laurent Giroux aboard. Uh, Cox hitting out on uh, last year 29% off this kind of layoff. So that's really not the problem. Well, the layoff doesn't bother you. Not one bit. I, the the drop in class, it does kind of bother me. But at the same time, I think they saw that this horse really isn't one that can compete at those higher levels. He did win a special weight at Oakland last year, but it was it was against kind of a weaker field. Uh, his other races against special weights weren't very good, and then he, they tried to bring him up to allowance ranks, and he just wasn't good enough. He just got smoked. So he's the one to beat to me on uh, class. So I did like. Uh, number five, out of sight on top. Well, that's who I had too. But to clarify everything, he hasn't run since since February of last year. 
Mm-hmm. That's a long layoff. So obviously he got hurt, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you know how I feel. I, I'm always a little skeptical. So yeah. I think what you're saying is he's in for a tag, mm-hmm. correct? Yep. So they don't care if somebody claims him. Correct. Which they're probably going to. Yeah. When you think? I would think, yep. So that's a little scary, though. You would agree, right? Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's something to look at. I had the number three second, but I don't really like him. What? <laughs> who you got second? I have a uh, big boss Ben, the two horse, uh, as my second choice here. Uh, I'm probably just gonna go too deep. I I think this horse is interesting. Second time in a row on the dirt. Now, last time out got smoked in a very tough Churchill Downs allowance race. So a couple of class droppers for me, both coming out of allowances now to the 30K claiming level. Big Boss Ben at 12 to 1 makes a ton of sense to me. Uh, Cabrera and Ortiz, very good combination. Um, I just think they've got this horse in a logical spot. Second off of uh, our second time in a row on the dirt. And uh, hopefully they get a fast track. Who knows at Oakland? I think it's 50 50 on Saturday, but I do like big boss Ben kind of the value pick there as a second choice. Okay. And I think we do need to go light in one of these races. I don't see how we can go light in the next three. Do you? I went two five in this race. Yep. Okay. Uh, You don't like the six. I'm not real high on the six either. Yeah, the six five dreams coming out of allowance races at Remington Park did break the maiden at Remington Park three back. Um, probably spotted very very well today. Best spotting this horse has had probably throughout his career. Right, but I would say an allowance race at Remington is equal to a thirty thousand dollar claimer at yep. Oakland. Wouldn't you? Yep. I would so I'm, not, I'm not thinking that's that much of a drop. So that's the only one other one that I I had in in uh, I really I looked at the the three and I don't understand why it's three to one. I didn't like that too much. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at Ernie Banker now. This is one I did not have on the ticket uh, originally. Uh, second by a neck last time out was first off the claim for Broberg at Aqueduct at the 25k level. Now moves up to 30 at Oaklawn. <sighs> Probably similar competition. Uh, it was eight to one that day. Now three to one. Now I, I, I will let the three beat me here. Well, and another thing at Oakland, I'm not as confident on Broberg as I am some of the other tracks. Yeah. He doesn't do as well here. Now, if this was Remington, Prairie Meadows, somewhere like that, I would like this horse a lot more. So if you want to go the two five, that's okay with me. We'll we'll put two five six down for now and come back to it. We'll finalize our our uh, group ticket here once we're done with it all. Uh, so let's go two five six. Write that down. That's what we'll Got go, it. and we'll we'll circle back here at the end after we talk about the rest of them. All right. Speaking of that, one big staple of the Oakland Park uh, season is uh, three year olds trying to progress up the ladder, trying to become Kentucky Derby contenders. We got a maiden special weight group in race seven, going one mile here. Uh, field of 12, also two also eligibles, the 13 and the 14. Another huge uh, field, another, God, it seems like a big-time race. Who'd you like on top in this one? Well, this this one actually had one that just flew off the table at me. Okay. Usually is bad, and that's the two. Yep. You got him at the top? Yeah, that's who I had on top as well. Tell us why you like him. Well, he's got the best uh, statistics, you know. He, he's finished third. And uh, close. This was at Churchill, which, you know, that's a good track. 
Then on his next race, he improved even more, lost by a neck, finished second, and that's better than any of these other horses have done. So I think he's the obvious choice out of this field. What worries me, there's a lot of quality in this field. I stuck with 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 being pretty simple in this race. Um, I, I did like the two uh, a lot, uh, and I think Kupuna, uh, I guess is how you would say his name. I haven't mm-hmm. really looked up how to say it just yet. Uh, but uh, yeah, second by a neck last time out at Churchill in a race that probably was a little bit tougher than what you'll see here. Stretches out in distance. Uh, as well so so there's some good things to like about the two uh i also thought the one fast lane was kind of interesting another horse stretching out getting rosario aboard for the second straight time for Aspu. so numbers aren't great for this horse but i think the stretch out will help did you think about the one at all you know and i'm a, i'm an Asmussen guy as you know i did not okay that doesn't mean anything so who was your second choice well, you're going to not like it, so. Well, I like right. 12. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you don't like it, right? No, I do. So the 12 is Switzer, uh, another horse stretching out in distance after two fourth-place uh, efforts. He got beat on debut by Strava, uh, Strava, who got drafted in the Race of Dudes Fantasy League, and then last time out fourth at Oakland. Uh, tell us what your thoughts on this. Well, I like to – and isn't this the one that just barely got fourth? He almost won that race? Is yes. Yep. Yeah, he, he lost by like what? What's a length or half? By three quarters, yeah. Yeah, so he almost won that race. I don't know how good that race was. was so good. I like him. Uh, Moquette runs well at Oakland. I, I don't know about that outside post. That might be a problem. Uh, but I like him. Uh, another one that, that I kind of liked was Life on the Nile, just because of uh, mm-hmm. Pi- Pioneer of the Nile. Mm-hmm. I looked at him. Always liked that horse. I think he's decent, too. So I, I, I had him. All right. Uh, yeah, Life of the Nile. Hadn't thought much about that horse. Do like the stretch out. Another horse stretching out from six furlongs to a mile. Uh, Switzer. Okay. 12 wars. Here's why I don't like him. Okay. Really good race on debut. Definitely thought the horse was getting ready to step up, run big, maybe win, uh, at, at, on, uh, I think that was, yeah, that was opening weekend at Oakland. Bet down to three to five, fourth, beaten three and a quarter, really no excuse. I don't know what happened there. That kind of, I like Switzer. Uh, I actually had the horse wrote down as one that that is kind of maybe be a future star for Moquette, but didn't like that last race from him much. That, that does that worry you at all? So the good race was the one before. Yeah. yeah oh, okay. I thought the last. Okay, well, I goofed yeah. up then. Yeah, that would bother me. Well, and it makes sense if you like Switzer, you're going to like Life of the Nile because Life of the Nile actually finished ahead of Switzer yeah. uh, last time out. I like number. I think he's pretty. I think he's worth throwing in there. Okay, and I also like number ten, Blue Norther. So Blue Norther was sixth over a sloppy track uh, on debut last time out at Churchill Down. Pretty strong race. Uh, that race came back pretty strong. Does it worry um, you that he's got Garcia riding? That was why I put the horse in third. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That didn't make a ton of sense to me. Yeah. Um. You know, Garcia rode on debut. He's a horse by Frosted. 
maybe he's a little tough to handle. I know Frosted early in his career was kind of tough to handle. Um, that doesn't mean the source is, but that's my guess. Maybe it's like, well, he kind of knows him. Uh, but it does, it's bothersome that Garcia's on him and, and Laurent Giroux is nowhere to be found in this race. Yeah, that's what I was kind of looking at too. Yeah. But maybe he, like you said, Garcia is not awful. No. There's nothing wrong with him. Did you look at the five at all? Uh, the five, you're going to lose me on the five, but go ahead. Well, I, know that. I know that. I just wondered. Now, the reason I say that, uh, a, a site I use has got that horse ranked third. Yeah. But well, he did well, but it was a maiden claimer that he did well in. So I wouldn't I, bet it either. I, I would just, be shocked. Yeah, I would too. 30, uh, 30K claimer last time out, second beaten two and a half. Right. You know, Alan Milligan is not a guy that usually wins these type of races. I no, I, I don't think you want to throw him in on, on your pick four. No, no. Write down one, two, four, ten, and twelve off that one. Okay. Okay. All right, let's move on to the feature. The eighth race. It's the fifth season stakes, and we have got a field of absolute trash lining up for this race. This is the Boulevard of Broken Dream Stakes. This is unbelievable. All the horses that are that are lined up in one. here. There's one that's not that way. Well, let's hear the one that you think is not that way. You Number lead us two. off with that. Number two. Yeah. He's not the Boulevard of Broken Dreams. He's broken a lot of hearts, but go ahead. He's a little tough horse, though. No, go ahead. You go on. I'm just saying. I, I don't think he classifies with these other guys. Well, I mean that's probably fair. Recently, this you 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 only remember this horse from his recent uh, efforts after he got claimed by Caldwell. This horse was supposed to be really good in his early days, and he wasn't. Yeah, uh, he has found new life under uh, Villafranco and Caldwell here. He's eight to one. I mean, I'm sure this is one we're going to have to to put on the ticket, right? No, we don't no. have to. Well, who you have, who do you like on top? God, I have to go first. Uh... Tell me the story on Concert Tour. Okay, Concert Tour, he's the favorite here. And if you remember, he won three races in a row last year, including right. the Rebel. And then he got to the Arkansas Derby as the one to five favorite in a very weak Arkansas Derby. The thought process was he would romp in that race and then go on to win the Kentucky Derby. He was third without any excuse in the Arkansas Derby. Uh, ended up not even running in, in the Kentucky Derby at all, went to the Preakness and was ninth beaten 34 and a quarter. He was, used to be trained by Bob Baffert. Now he's trained by Brad Cox, making his first start since that Preakness. Uh, another thing to note on Concert Tour, he was entered in a turf stakes at Fairgrounds about two, three weeks ago and scratched out of that race. I don't know what was going on, what they were thinking there. Now he's here. I don't like the source at all. Uh, in this spot, and this is a sprint, right? No, one mile on the dirt. Well, I mean, it's he's he's he doesn't usually run at this length. It might as well be a sprint at Oakland. This race plays a lot like a sprint, yeah. it's a two turn race, but it's a short stretch, right? Yeah, there's a lot of question marks then with yeah. him. Yeah, obviously, was hurt, right? Yep, hmm. Well. Since you've told me that, I'm fading off him, I believe. Was he, you like him on top? I of liked him, that? but I wanted to hear the story. 
Yeah. I didn't know what the story was on him. And the story, you know, the story could be at, at, at on Saturday evening if Cox has turned around another one. You know, Nick's go came to Cox in much worse shape than this horse and ended up being uh, horse of the year. So I think, I, I think we got including. I think you have to. He is the ultimate defensive type of use. Um, I don't know. It's just going to fit on the budget. If the budget gets tight, this might be one we throw off. You we'll don't see. want him to beat you. Well, it is interesting that he was considering running him on the turf. Don't you agree? That's the thing that kind of threw me off when he when he entered the turf. I thought, okay, they're going to try something new, and then he scratched out of it. And I'm like, I don't, I don't really know what this horse's story is or why they're doing the things they're doing with them. So, um, yeah, it was really interesting to me when when they did that as well. That's kind of the thing that I really hate about him coming into this race. Okay. Well, let's go at it this way. I don't like six and I don't like seven. Mm -hmm. Would you agree with that? Uh, yeah. Toka last time out was my long shot pick in the allowance race. Ended up winning because Cattle River got scratched, but I don't think Atoka makes it two in a row. Long range toddy. <laughs> talk about <laughs> this horse won the Rebel way back in 2019. He's went on to not win another race. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Everybody thought he was going to be pretty good. He had every opportunity and every you would have thought he was going to yeah. be a pretty darn good horse. Beautiful horse as well. Maybe. Had won other races, had won the Springboard Mile as well. And uh, gosh, yeah, after that Rebel, the wheels just kind of fell off. And then you got another one there, number eight. Yeah, Silver Prospector, that's a horse I like in second. Uh, another one that it's just, it's he, never you know, he won the thing. Southwest. He looked like he was going to be, you know, pretty good. He kind of fell off. You know, last time, uh, or excuse me, last year, he returned off a layoff and won a race similar to this at Churchill. I think he's kind of dangerous here. Okay, who you like? Well, Thomas Shelby was a horse I put on top. Uh, I think this horse is coming in the race well. He's won three in a row before losing to his stablemate Lone Rock last Great time here. out. He's got a lot of early speed. I think that's what you want going a mile. So I picked the one on top. I had him second. Okay, who was yeah, your I would have him first since you said you told me about concerture. So okay. uh I really like him too. And it's no disgrace to lo lose to uh Lone Rock. Right. So it's just Diodoro doesn't win these races very often. That'd be the only thing that you know, but this this horse is in great form. Yeah, running extremely well. Yeah. So then uh what do you think of uh number three? Uh, I, I don't want to use Stapper Sinclair here. I think he's more of a, a turf uh, horse. I think you're going to see his best efforts there. So I did not play Snapper Sinclair. Uh, and then uh, what about number nine? Mucho stretching out in distance for the first time in uh, forever. Uh, if he can get a mile, it's going to be at Oakland. He won last time out. He never wins two in a row. I'm fading Mucho on the spot. Okay. So you think we can go short? I think one, five, and eight is where I lean. Uh, okay. And maybe throw the two in as well. Um, I don't think he'll win. The thing about the two rated our superstar coming off of about a three-month layoff. Um, older horse. I kind of want to see one from him. Yeah, I don't think he'll win this race. Yeah, I, I really think one, five, and eight is that's who you need here. 
Now, I do think uh, he's a threat to get in third. You know, he could throw, he could screw up a trifecta. But he could, yeah. But, you know, for our purposes, I think, I, I just think one, five, and eight. I would not pick him to win. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the final race an Arkansas bread allowance event. That's right. The Arkansas breads will finish us off here. You got to love the Arky breads. There you go. Optional claimer 20,000 going six furlongs, $100,000 purse for these mules. That's unbelievable. <laughs> uh, three year olds and upward in this one. Field of 12 plus two also eligible. So another full field. Um, I'll kick us off here. I liked all the way to the outside. I, the name just makes me laugh. Garhole. That's mm-hmm. who I like in here. Uh, last time out ran off of a long layoff and faced maiden special weight company for Arkansas breads one by three and a quarter. Uh, I actually like the outside draw. I think he kind of can sit outside of all the speed and pounce just like he did last time out over the surface. So Garhole, that's my top choice. I like him too. I don't like him. I, I like him second. Uh, yeah, I, all all what you said. I think his name was actually Earhole, <laughs> or it could be. And and they just got a letter wrong when they first typed it up on a program, and then they decided the owner said, "I like that Garhole a little bit better." <laughs> I think that's how he got his name. Uh, actually, a Garhole is a <laughs> that's a fish. Yep, that is a redneck. Arkansas name right there. Gar-hole. That's right. That's yeah. right. You get into a good gar hole, you just never know. That's right. That's what I said. There now there's an Arkansas bread name. Yeah. That is for you. You find it, you find a school of gar, you could eat for a week. <laughs> I don't think they're very good though. I, think I don't they're... think so either. If you don't know what a gar is, it's a big long fish. It looks like a swordfish. They got yeah. a big long snout with with teeth. They're they're kind of a gnarly little uh, fish. Uh, they're they're vicious. You know. Yes. Yeah. They have teeth. You don't really want to swim with the gar. <laughs> no. And if you're fishing a hole of water on a creek and you see a gar, you might as well go somewhere else because the other fish are gone. That's right. Yeah. They, they don't to swim around, around gar. That's right. Um, so what did you think of the two? Yeah, the two who I had in second, Mo Chukta, uh, certainly, you know, last time out won against Maiden Claiming Company, Arkansas Bread, but did it by 11 and three quarters. So, yeah. I mean, my goodness. <laughs> you know, I think you this is... To, you you got to throw him in there. Uh, to me, it's between the two and the 12. I, yeah, know, me too. I, They look much the best to me. Uh, 10 is okay. Never been a... This horse, I hate this horse, honestly. That's good enough. Not, not the, for a pick, but just never can get that horse right. I'm a bling cat. I wish they, they would retire that horse. <laughs> well, he doesn't, he doesn't, they don't, he doesn't win much. Uh, I know this is stupid. Uh, does, it, does the Diodoro horse bother you at all? Uh, yeah, Diodoro horse. And by the way, yeah, I was going to say it, and Russ chimed in. I always throw a long shot in there for Arky breads. There's nothing stupid when it comes to the Arkansas breads because that's usually <laughs> what happens, something stupid. <laughs> Diodoro is the four. Um, first off the claim is scary. Right. That's right. Because he will definitely get this horse to move up. Mm-hmm. Uh, claim this horse for 10000 and now mm-hmm. runs it for, for hundred. He's been th- he's been running in the shittiest races there ever were. I think he broke his maiden in a five thousand ma- uh, dollar maiden at Prairie Meadows, I believe. Which is that's the bottom of the barrel. That's yeah. as bad as you can get. You pro- uh, if you got a horse out in your pasture somewhere, 
he'd have a shot at a $5,000 maybe yeah. probably yeah. with some training anyway. Yeah. That's what throws you off. But he's entered this horse here for a reason. And so he thinks, I mean, it's the purse for one thing, mm-hmm. but I think he thinks he's got a shot, but I don't think he can win. He might be thinking, hey, I claimed him for 10. He's protected. I can get it, jump up and get maybe a third or fourth again. Yeah, I got my money back right there, and then we can spot him, you know. Yeah. Um, He's got nothing to lose by entering him. Yeah, no, nothing at all. Nothing at all. I don't uh, think he'll win, though. Okay, I'll throw in my – yeah, it's, it qualifies as a long shot. Eight to one shot. Uh, What about good night, Archie? Good night, Archie. The 11 horse. Uh, didn't really handicap that one much. Uh, didn't like that one. Well, I, I did look at it. Um, it did, it ran pretty good the last time out, didn't it? Yeah. So it finished seventh in a similar race to this, but was only beaten five and three quarters. First, that was the first start off the layoff, 268 day layoff. And my girl, Tammy Ornsby add that horse for the first time in that last race. I think this horse will improve. Uh, and she, she does well with Arkansas breads. Yep. Uh, where did it get its win? Uh, let's see. Broke the maiden here at Oakland Park last year. Last year. Yep. Well, if you want to throw a long shot in, it's probably the best one. I like that one. I I, I say two eleven twelve in that one. Two eleven twelve. Yep. All right. Okay. So what are we're three Let's by see. four by three by three right now? Is that right? Three by five by three by three. Okay. Which means we have ninety dollar ticket. Three I believe five, fifteen three times three is forty five times three is ninety. Three by five by three by three. No, we have a sixty seven dollar and fifty cent ticket. Three five three three. Yeah. Oh, 45 times three. I got yeah. it. Sixty seven fifty. We we need to cut one of those races that we use three. We need to cut it to two, and we got the perfect amount. Okay. That would bring us to, let's see, two times three times three That'd times be five to bring us to 45 bucks. Right. Uh, I don't want to do it in the Arkansas bread race. No. It's either, well, you got to go down to the sixth race, I think. Okay. You liked, we had two, the five, and the six, right? Yeah, and I really don't like anything but the five. That's the thing. I've done nothing in there really, but it's a risk. To me, I like playing the two because of the price. I think the price is worth putting. That's right. Yeah, cut it down. Two five. Okay. That's it. No, so we're gonna play. You don't think we can cut one out of that seventh race? No, I thought. I thought this one was the one at Oakland. A lot of times when you don't see a standout in those maidens, it, yep. it gets a little weird. Um, I thought that was the toughest race because everybody, everybody that has a decent horse points for that kind of race. If this part, if they're, they're, they're stationed in this part of the country. So I, I'm better. Uh, I think we're better off going five deep there. Uh, I like the three deep in the stake. And then uh, I like three deep in the last. Yeah. I think it's good. So, all right. Our ticket, it'll be, you know what? I'll put it up on the screen here. How about that? That would be. 
That would be really, really good. Let's see. Great banner. All right. Oakland. Saturday, race six. And we have got uh, we got two, five with name it. Uh, let's be the numbers on the seventh race. One, two, four, ten, twelve. Okay, next race. One, five, eight. And the last two, eleven, twelve, right? Yep. Okay. That's a $45 ticket. And we'll put that up there. There you go. Right. And who are you going in? Who are you going with in race eight on Friday? Race eight on Friday. Good question. CZ Rocket versus, versus Casadero is what that'll be on Friday. Allowance race going six furlongs. I went CZ Rocket. I think Casadero has been off for a long time, too. Yeah. So obviously, some sort of an injury there. Yeah, I think CZ Rocket doesn't run well off Lasix and has not had Lasix the last four races, gets it back here. So I think CZ wins this one. All right. One of my favorites. All right. So again, 2 5 with 1, 2, 4, 10, 12, with 1, 5, 8, with 2, 11, 12. $45 ticket for Oakland's Saturday late pick four. So uh, if we lose, Wayne Papa Dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I always do. <laughs> all right we'll wrap it up here we're gonna quickly do this tales from the track I, I teased it before uh before we started here so give me and we're gonna do this we won't do this every week but we'll do more so i've got a ton of them uh saved up so give me yours what's your what, give me one of your favorite racetrack memories i don't know whether it's funny okay that's all right can i just tell something that's i find interesting yeah that's okay. what sure and and you can verify this. Okay. <laughs> There's a couple. Oh uh -huh, yes. Uh huh. Yep. Is this classified as something? Yep. yep. A, a man and a, and, a, and a woman. I'm assuming they're married. Mm -hmm. That are at the paddock, pretty much any time I go. Mm -hmm. And I don't go every weekend. I just kind of hit there and hit here and hit there and hit here, just like you do. So there must be there. The whole season. Yep. And they stand in the very same spot. And no one else stands there mm -hmm. because I think everybody who goes to Oakland and stands around the paddock knows that space is reserved. Yeah, that's their spot. <laughs> yep. You can get there first, but no one stands there. That's mm -hmm. the thing. And they got the perfect spot. I mean, it, it's not like they stand in a crappy spot. Now, again, at Oakland, folks, if you've never been, they saddle the horses inside, and you're up above the horses. It's very unique, and you can almost touch the horses. And I would recommend to anyone who's going to Oakland first, the first time, make sure you go down to the paddock because you're going to learn so much. Yeah. from just, just You can hear the, the trainers talking. You can hear the jockeys. You can almost touch the horses. And if you love to watch how these people uh, intertwine with each other, that's what you got to do. It's so much fun. And if they've got really great horses, you got to get there and see these beautiful animals. Anyway, so they stand there and they don't say a word to anyone. Mm -mm. I mean, they're virtually just in their own little world. 
Now, there used to be a cameraman down there who's not there anymore. And they stand right beside the cameraman. And he's a good old Arkansas boy. Yeah. He's fishing a few gar holes in his. Yeah, he's been in a few gar holes. He may even swim with the gars. Yeah. Anyway, he. he told us one time we talked about him. I say, is he here? Are they here every day? And he goes, pretty much. And he goes, she is a horse whisperer. <laughs> yeah. No, a horse reader. Horse, horse reader. reader. Horse reader. That's yeah. right. Horse reader. Yeah. And she can read these horses and she tells him and then he goes and places the bets. And she, he said, I think they've won about $80,000 this year. <laughs> and they are. So then when they've, when they've made their bet, they go and stand outside in the same place yeah. and watch the race. And they don't say a word to anybody. You can't tell. Every once in a while, he'll go, yeah, like that. Every yeah. once in a while. Yeah. Not always. You can't tell if they went or not. I've never seen her even speak. Mm-mm. No. And a lot <laughs> of times when she's watching the horses, well, I say watching, her eyes are closed. It's like she's, <laughs> we ask somebody, she goes, she's feeling the energy. Yeah. This is some of the stuff, if you go to a racetrack and you go a lot and you go to the same track like we do so much, I mean, you go everywhere, but I don't, you start picking up on this kind of interest. And I'm a people, people watcher anyway. And you start picking up on this interesting type stuff. They, (laughs) it's amazing. They're top five most interesting people. They're normal-looking people. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Their actions are very strange. Like I said, they supposedly she's like a horse psychic, <laughs> and we're not making this up. Like, no, and you better not. You better not interrupt them. No, no, no. Don't well, they're don't talk. They're in a they're in a zone. I think he zone. handicaps because he's usually looking at a form. Yeah, and she's like, yeah, feeling the energy. <laughs> and this is what you see. More at Oakland than any place I've ever been. You see these kind of people. <laughs> you see the same people every time. Yeah, you do. And they all kind of know each other. And even the people that you see, it's like, I don't know you, you don't know me, but we give us each other a nod, like, hey, you're back. Cool. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it is definitely a it, it that's home. That's definitely feels like home to me. Yeah. Uh here's Clayton comes in, uh, Mandra. When he bet on Mandra that day uh, and won that, and won all that money. Oh, I forgot about that, Clayton. Yeah, <laughs> Clayton Bagby is—he is a very, very good handicapper in yep. his own little way. Very quiet, won't tell yep. nobody. Son, of yeah, a bitch no, you have no idea who he bet. No, son of a bitch picks his horse out. Yeah, I, I think he was like ten to one. Yeah, and so. He goes and bets. Chris, don't tell nobody. Comes back and says, who'd you bet? He said, what? Not what? Mandarin. You know, he says, bet this horse, you know, goofy trainer. Yeah. And anyway, this horse just smoked. Then he set the all-time record. For, uh, well, okay. So what happened was he won that day. And that started like a five, six race winning streak for this horse. He ended up going on and winning uh, the Trails in, which is a mile and three-quarter race. He wins that one. So he shows up again at Monmouth Park on the turf. And we're like, what is he doing? He's like 12 to 1. He's like, why in the hell did he take him to the turf? He set the world record for a one-mile race on the turf at Monmouth. <laughs> and I think it might still hold. I haven't checked. But, yeah, Clayton got in before that horse got hot. 
Yeah. yeah. And he just smoked them down there that day. And I turned to Clayton. I said, what in the hell did you see on that? Horse? He had something like this on uh, about around this time, two years ago, that horse ran a race like this. <laughs> oh, and that's when I knew Clayton was pretty good at what he does. I yeah. Think. The, the tale of Mandara. That is, I'll never that's forget. Great. That well, thanks for that, Clayton. I, I couldn't remember. I knew that horse started, his name started with an M. I was trying to think of that horse the other day's name. Yeah, Mandra. We it, it funny thing is we got to all meet Mandra about four, oh, two, three years after that happened. Wasn't he really mean? Yes, really mean. Grant Forster was his trainer, and uh, Jeremy Stone, a, a guy we met, uh, just the nicest guy in the world, one of the first guys we ever met in the, in racing. He said, "I'll go ask Grant." He didn't know Grant for for nothing. He said, "I'll go ask him to bring Mandra out." And he went, and, "Yeah." He grabbed him out. He said, "Now just don't touch him because he's real mean." So, <laughs> So anyway, yeah, Mandra. Wow. Oh, hey, that's, a, that's a great story. That's a blast from the past, man. That was a fun day. I think that was Southwest Day after it got snowed out. We all went down there the next weekend. Oh, no, no. Yeah, I think it was. Well, it might be. Because it's just you and we I. We need the next weekend. We went the next weekend. That's right. Yeah, next weekend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. I'll, I'll do mine quick and we'll get off of here. Uh, well, I'll give you I'll give you an option. I'll give you three choices. You tell me which one you want to hear. All right. Do you want to hear about Jared's first day at the racetrack? Okay. Or do you want to hear about uh, the the greatest Oakland weekend ever? Okay. Or do you want to hear about the time Magic and I about got us kicked out of Churchill Downs? Well, I want to do Oakland. So okay, we'll save Magic for another day. You, you tell either one you want to. Um, You're the greatest one ever. That's such the a greatest one. weekend ever at Oakland, and the weekend that made me realize I needed to get into horse racing. Okay, it was Zenyatta's second apple blossom. Well, I was there then. Yeah. So Friday they ran the apple blossom the day before the Arkansas Derby on Saturday, mm -hmm. and it was a combination of everything. The weather was perfect. Like mm -hmm. imagine the most perfect day. It was Saturday, Friday, and Saturday, both days. Mm -hmm. Friday was the apple blossom. It was just a horse exhibition is all it was. It was 50, 60,000 people there to watch her run around in a circle once. And that, it was incredible. Like the atmosphere was incredible. The feeling in just watching her was, was worth it. Right. If we no, didn't even go back Saturday, it wouldn't matter. No, it, that was was, it would not. Yeah. Or if you would never win again. Yeah. No, it, it, that, it, that was the perfect day. It was. And I'll never forget it either. And uh, I, I, that's when I really knew that Oakland and Hot Springs is a racing town. Yep. Everybody knew exactly what to do. Yep. In that, when that, a lot of times around the paddock, if you wait to like 25, 30 minutes before the horses get in, you can find a place to see the horses. Mm -hmm. We had to find a place about three to four races before that one. That's everybody wanted to see that horse. Yeah. And I never will forget you. I'm sure I'm kind of butting into your story, but remember when she came in that paddock and yeah. the hush that went over that crowd? Cause that horse was just different. Everybody was so excited and there were signs and, and you got, you guys got to realize when she arrived at the airport, there were people waiting on her on a horse <laughs> on, on her to get off and get off the plane. And they were cheering her on. 
And she got a police escort from the yeah. airport to Oakland, and people followed in their cars, and they yeah. were all there at the barn when she got off it's the trailer. I mean, this was a rock star coming to Hot Springs. It was unbelievable. And like I said, it was wild and crazy. She, Like I said, she came in the paddock, and it was like everybody's like, wow, this is like the president coming or something. Like that's how that's how she was treated. It's like this is like Michael Jordan just walked yeah. in this place. And everybody was, yeah, just quiet and like just couldn't believe it. Yeah. Oh my God, she was here, you know. Yeah. It, it was something. It was and I'll tell you another thing I'll never forget either. The other trainers mm -hmm. looking at her. Yep. And D. Wayne Lucas had a horse. Be fair was its name. Yep. And he was and D. Wayne Lucas has saddled and seen the best horses that ever ran. Yep. He's seen them all. And he could not take his eyes off that horse. He yep. just stared that horse down the whole way because that's just what she was. She was, for a, a female, the biggest horse. <laughs> I think I've, you know, she was so big. Yeah. So it was, just, it was an absolute joy to be there. I yeah. can't even tell you who won the Arkansas Derby the next day. I don't well, know. I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. So, uh, it, it was it was just awesome to see it and like I'd been to Oakland had been fun but it's just like this was different it just it just felt different I can't I can't explain it. I've seen Apple Blossom run a hundred times but no yeah. this was different and it wasn't any kind of race she just went out and dominated but it, oh there's only five horses I think in the field yeah field of five and be fair I think was second or maybe third second. in that race yeah so it was it was awesome so the next day uh, Dublin and super saver <laughs> we're gonna have a clash in the arkansas derby and we had followed dublin all year and he about killed Dwayne in the paddock every time dublin was had so much talent but he was such a was an idiot he was just hard to handle just an idiot and and our boy here clayton had been there for most of those races and he had pointed out after watching him a couple times he said it's the blinkers. When he puts the blinkers on him in the paddock, he goes nuts. He goes, he's got to put them on at the barn. <laughs> and so we're standing there waiting, and here he comes, and he's got the blinkers on. And we're <laughs> like, I told you, he'll be fine. And he was. He was real good in that paddock because he already had those blinkers on, you know. And anyway, we thought that was the day. So he, he rounds the corner, and he looked like a million bucks. And we're yeah. like, he's going to win it. We finally, we knew this horse was great. He's going to win. So him and Super Saver come right up to this horse, 40 to 1, John Court, line of David. Oh, right up man. there. They all three get side by side. Super Saver's in between. Line of David's on the rail, and Dublin's on the outside. Dublin hangs the entire stretch. He would not pass them. <laughs> he wouldn't pass them. Line of David wins the Arkansas Derby at 40 to 1. Super Saver second, by the way. Super Saver wins the Kentucky Derby, his next start. Dublin third. Right after the wire, Dublin gallops way out <laughs> past them all. And we're just like, I love him and I hate him all at once. But oh, anyway, that that was 2010. And then in January of 2012, uh, the website launched. But that was the day I was like, this is the weekend. It's like it was awesome. We're doing something in racing. It may be moving down here and cleaning out stalls, but you know, this, this is just too awesome not to. So it was fun. Yeah. That was a great, great two day period. Um, yeah. It, I'll give you this 
Jared's first day at the track, he lost <laughs> every bet he made. It was 35 degrees, and Win Willie beat Old Fashioned in the Rebel. Yeah. Win Willie was 56 to 1. That was that hook, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. By the next time he'd come, he had read like two books. He's like, I loved it, but I can't lose $200 every time. Yeah. So, yeah, that one and uh, Magic and I about getting us kicked out of Churchill. Uh, let's see, how can I say this cleanly? We were Magic and I had had a lot of fun. It was the Breeders' Cup, Breeders' Cup Friday. Magic and I had a great we, we, between us both, I think we had four out of the five winners of Breeders' Cup Friday. We may even have five out of five anyway. They have a bar at the Churchill Downs uh, like press area. It's, it's not a press box. It's a big building. And they got a bar that serves uh, Woodford. And so we were celebrating. And then our, we, we had to park way off on the backside of Churchill. So everybody was like, let's walk through. Let's walk around. You know, I said, no, let's go through the barns. So there's this horse uh, that's a lead pony at Churchill. He's famous. He's big, really big, cool spotted. And we see him, magic sign out of the corner of his eye. He said, oh, that's, I can't think of the horse's name now. So we went running up to him because we didn't think anybody was watching anything. And we were messing with him. And, and all of a sudden, here comes all the security of Churchill. <laughs> yeah. uh, what are you guys doing? And where are you supposed to be? Thank God we had Paul with us, and he was able to talk our way out of it. And the guy <laughs> actually gave us a ride to the car. <laughs> He's just like, ah, you know. Anyway, but the funny thing about it is Paul went and talked to him and said, you guys stay. I said, okay, we'll do that. We could do it. We'll pet him. That's fine. And uh, anyway, Paul talks to him. He said, hey, guys, get in this truck. It's just the back of a truck. We're like, Okay. And so he takes us, he takes us outside Churchill. I said, I think they're going to the car, but I'm not sure. Anyway, he just dropped us off the car, but we thought we were in big time trouble that night. So, <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. I'll say, uh, I, I, I do want to just kind of mention this. I think the stories are similar. I had to make you go. Yep. The track for the first time. Yep. Had I, I hadn't been very often, three or four, maybe five times. And I thought you'd like it, and you didn't want to go. Nope. And I don't think you would have gone, but you got out of work. On a yeah. Saturday. And I think that's the only reason you went. The weather was awful that day, but anyway. Yeah. And I think the same story with Jared, wasn't it? You kind of talked him into going. Yeah, not. He was more excited about it because you know I was talk. I kind of talked it up. I think Clayton, you may have went one time before Jared. I'm not sure, but anyway. Yeah, he was more a little more excited than I was. I I looked at it as well. I don't have to work on a Saturday. Yeah, that's, so. that's the only reason you went. And I think we left Friday kind of early. For we work did. Too, so. Yeah, we got out of the last part of work on Friday. And yeah. then uh, I remember, though, that was about 45 degrees that day. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. that's the day that you saw Curdlin and yep. that was the beginning of it all. So Yeah, that changed uh, everything. That changed everything. But, yeah, it, that, was, that was definitely a fun uh, yes. trip. I, I never really knew – what was going on until about the end. And it's like, okay, I kind of can read this form a little bit, but it, really it took three, yeah. four years. Oh, really it, you know? it does. Yeah. That was fun. First time all together with Jay. White. <laughs> oh, Jared. Uh, Jared White. He's a, I saw Jared the other day. Great. Another guy. friend of ours. Yeah. I a lot of that. I can't tell in the air Clayton. So <laughs> yeah. that was I don't a fun trip. really don't want to hear it either. 
Yeah, uh, Heather got a pickle in a pouch at a convenience store and stunk up the whole car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good that was a good trip. I'll save that one for another. Maybe Blinker's off tonight. We'll talk about that one. <laughs> All right, we've gone long enough. We're not going to go four hours like last No, night. we're not. <laughs> All right, any final thoughts, Papa Dude? No, I hope I get the NBA games tonight. I wish I could think of that second one. <laughs> you have memphis and then you have oh yeah uh, i got it i got it memphis i feel better tonight yeah so that means more disaster but anyway so you got memphis uh you've got memphis minus four you got brooklyn minus seven tonight yeah and i can't remember who i got in college uh let's see college i've done so many things let's see college you've got uh stanford plus eight and navy minus two how about navy how about that i reached into the bag there and came up with that one colgate five at ten at navy eleven and four how can they be two point favorite i don't get that i don't know we might find out we're probably gonna find out i think stanford will uh will uh beat that eight point spread at washington state so we'll see all right well good luck good luck everybody playing sports horses whatever you're doing uh if you have a a track story of your own make sure comment in the comment section of the video uh, after we post it here and and uh let let us know we definitely read all those comments uh, good bad or otherwise all right guys we'll see you back here on monday uh everybody have a good weekend What is up, everybody? Welcome to the first ever Dudes Who Bet Sports. So you want to bet sports, but you need some advice on how to cash in big at a heck of a price. Well, if you want enough money to line your shorts, then you're in the right place. This is Dudes Who Bet Sports. Dudes Who Bet Sports. It's your favorite show. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Where degenerates go. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, the Associated Press is full of shit.